I think I'm I'm well prepared because the prelims the prelims made us study, so that was like preparation for the finals in a way. Hmm. How have you been preparing for the exams with the besides the prelims? Um, I've been studying and using um past question papers to practice. Mm-hmm. And how has the school helped you to prepare for the upcoming exams? Um, our school um offers like extra lessons for like English and math, and our teachers give us past papers also. And yeah. Hmm. How many subjects will you be writing? Um, seven. Seven. Are you prepared for all of them, and which one is your favorite? Um, my favorite is life science, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not prepared for all of them, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if life science is uh, your preferred one, um, what uh, career choice are you embarking on? Well, it's weird because I'm not going into the medical field. I actually want to go into media. I want to study um, journalism. Mm, okay. Now, what about your family? Have they helped you to get ready for the exams? And, and are, they, uh, are, they, are they very supportive of you? Um, yes, they're very supportive. And yeah, they've helped me get ready for my exams. Mm. What is it going to take to get you ready, 100% ready for all seven subjects? What do you think? I, I just need to study hard. Like, every day I need to study Mm. Now, if you look at your other classmates and students in the school, what do you think will, what will it take? Is there more that either the school or your parents or family can do to get you ready for uh, the final exam? No, I think at this point it's like just up to us because our school has done enough for us. And yeah, now we need to put in the effort. Like former President Nelson Mandela would say, it is in your hands. That is Lasejo Tekisa, matriculant from Macaulay House High School, talking to us about how prepared she is for the matric exams. Now, mathematics and science are the subjects thought to be a challenge for learners, especially matriculants. We are now joined on the line by Jerry Mbawane. He's a maths and science tutor in Pumalanga who has helped many and hundreds of learners earn distinctions in maths and science. A very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Good morning, how are you, sir? Very well. I first want to know about your story. How did you get started in your work as a maths and science tutor to uh, to matriculants and, and students in, in, in general? Uh, I started teaching at Eric Numalo High School in 1990. Hmm. And by then, if a student gets 80% in mathematics or in science, uh, people will say, He's the best student. And I said, we shouldn't do it like this. Mm. Then I decided to open an academy that was called Disco Math and Science Academy. And I started giving lessons to students from different schools. And at the end of 1991, we produced two distinctions in maths, and those guys... It was Dr. Lawrence Matewula and uh, Dr. Kazu Nguna. They went to university and they became doctors. After that, every year we're producing more than 10 distinctions. So, lucky now, we got a sponsorship uh, this year from Caltex. Now it's called Caltex Academy of Math and Science. So, we're taking students from 
all over South Africa. Mm. Others are coming from Pretoria, Messina, and math and science, it's so easy for them now. Is that so? Why is yes. math and science so easy for you? I think it's God-given talent. Mm. Yes. But um, I think all of us, we can do mathematics. The, the only thing that uh, hampers our progress in mathematics is a lot of schools uh, ignore the lower classes, grade 8, 9, 10, 11. They only start teaching seriously when the, the kids are now in grade 12, and it's too late. Because for a house to be strong, the foundation must be very, very strong. Mm-hmm. Now, when you started off, did you start off with a building, or how did you start off? And 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 the the number of students that you had. You said you had first the first the first year you had two distinctions already. And how many students did you have at that point in town? We had thirty. We had thirty students, mm-hmm. and I, I was we were doing the, the 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 lessons under a tree, and that tree now has become so famous. That tree, the very same tree. Are you still teaching at the very same tree, or you've expanded now? No, we 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 have a sponsor now from Caltex. They 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 renting us a class at VDI Primary School, and they giving us calculators. They gave us study guides, so they helping us a lot. Mm-hmm. But as an academy, so so are you doing it with in conjunction with the school? Or are you still doing it outside of the school? Outside of the school. Mm-hmm. And how many students yes. can you accommodate now, sir? We have got. 450 students now. Mm. And that's for the entire year, full time? Yes, because I've started a, a project called Catch the Young Maths and Science Project, mm. uh, where we're taking grade 8, 9, 10, 11 from the poor of the poorest uh, uh, community. And we, we're giving them lessons free of charge on Saturdays. I tell you. Now, why do yeah. you not then teach at a school where you can help more learners? If, if I go to one school, then it will only be uh, kids from that school only. Mm. But now I can teach uh, in so many schools because on Saturdays, uh, other schools can call me. Uh, they ask me to come and, and, and give them lessons. I can go to that school. For example, I remember last year, I went to 10 schools in one day. 10 schools in one day. Now, Mr. Mabwani, you all by yourself, or do you have other students that you are cultivating to do the same as you do? It's imparting that knowledge to others. Definitely, the legacy must continue. I've got uh, uh, students that I'm I'm teaching now. I'm training them. Mm. So, And lucky enough, they were... Other guys who had other uh, academies, so now I've uh, incorporated them into the, the, the my academy. So we, we are five in number. Mm, that sounds absolutely fantastic, Mr. Mabwani. Now, if people want to get hold of you, if they need your assistance, how do they do that? And they can phone me. My numbers are zero seven six seven four one nine eight. Five five, 
Professor Mubwani, all the best of luck. And uh, how many uh, students uh, for this year do you think will go through and get distinctions? I think 30 distinctions. 30 distinctions, that's absolutely Call fabulous. Call me when, when the results are out. Definitely, I'll tell you we have got more than 30 distinctions. Now, that is from the 450 that's currently in class. Yes, because most of the kids there, we have got only 8 students who are in grade 12. Mm-hmm. Most of the kids are in grade 8, 9, 10, 11. I see, I see. Wonderful. Mr. Mabuani, I thank you so much. And keep on doing what you're doing. You are my hero. Jerry Mbuani is a maths and science tutor in Mpumalanga who has helped hundreds of learners and distinctions in maths and science. And he says, um, even you, yes, you, you, you can do maths and science. You can count. Well, joining us now on the line to talk about preparations for the upcoming matric exams, as well as the arrangements made to help matriculants get ready for them, is the basic education department spokesperson, Elijah Mshlanga. A very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Thank you so much for having us, and uh, that's my hero. Uh, thank you. That is an absolute hero, isn't it? We, we, the department should yes. actually uh, turn to him to see how can we empower <laughs> other educators around the country in each province with uh, Mr. Mbowana. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Uh, I wish I had his contact details, but we're able to, to, con- to communicate with him so that we can see how we can support him. We, we appreciate the things that he's doing because over and above, the work that our teachers are doing, uh, it always helps the learners when someone else that they are not used to comes through to teach them the things, even the things that they've already been taught. It always helps to have a different voice taking you through the, the, the curriculum, through the syllabus, and it uh, enhances your understanding of whatever topic that is taking. I promise you, after our discussion, our producers will give you his contact details because you need to talk to him. But it's just 10 days away from the matric exams and the exam starting date. Is everything ready for the exams to get underway? Yes, everything is ready. You might have heard also from Umar Lucy, the quality assurer, saying the same thing. And once Umar Lucy speaks, uh, it means that they've done all the checks and they're confident that as a department, we are ready, all our systems are in place to host the examinations. Now, what arrangements are in place to help matriculants prepare for the exams and to get them really ready as well? We've, we've done a lot of things right from the beginning of the year. We, The DJ had a, a lot of meetings with um, the, the directors, school principals and teachers all over the place. We went to each and every province and visited many districts to tell them that curriculum implementation is very important and that all our teachers need to finish the syllabus so that we can have enough time to uh, to revise. And uh, even during the school holidays, it started with the spring camps, the winter camps, and all of those camps which were created to help the learners to go deeper into the things that they've already learned. So it doesn't start now. It starts right at the beginning of the year so that uh, we are able to track the, the, the performance of, of our teachers and our learners as well, because we look at their reports, and their reports throughout the year indicate to us which areas we need to pay special attention to, but also geographically, where do you need to spend more time, uh, because the districts also perform differently. So the DG went again to all the places we had visited earlier in the year, check if the thing that he had asked them to do had, had been done and he's completed those visits so he, he himself feels that 
uh, we've done enough um, as, as, as a basic education department to support provinces who also have their own initiatives that are aimed at supporting our learners. So there's quite a bit that we do for learner support. Now, we've also seen devastating storms that destroy some schools in, in KZN. Uh, what preparations have been made from the department's perspective for the exams to go on there without problems? Yeah, in fact, we've checked, we received reports, and the reports indicate that the majority of the schools that were damaged there, I think it's about 45 of them, were, were primary schools. And uh, there were about four secondary schools. Uh, even those schools did not uh, experience extensive damage. So there won't be any disruptions to examination. But our officials remain on the ground. Uh, if there's a need for us to make certain arrangements will do that, we'll move learners from one day to another, but at this point there's no need for that uh, because we were concerned uh, about that as well, but we have checked, we feel that there is no need to, to panic, but as we do every year, we, we have partnered with a whole range of stakeholders, the MNDF, the Weather Service, and the Emergency Services, all of those uh, come on board at this time and it become part of our uh, National Joint Operation Committee, which uh, focuses on, on providing support to the department when we administer examination. So whenever there will be a natural phenomenon that will require their assistance, they always come through to help us. There have been instances where we would uh, request them to use the helicopter to transport question papers and fetch them and all those things. So, even their vehicles are always on standby to help us. So those are the types of arrangements that we, we make every time in this year to ensure that there is more examinations. Now, some learners uh, naturally feel overwhelmed by the pressure of studying for exams. Uh, what can matriculants who feel like they still need some help with getting ready for the exams do? And is there anyone, and not a ghostbuster, that they can call? Yeah, the pressure is necessary. You know, you, you need to feel a sense of urgency about examination uh, because if, if, if you're not never, then there's something wrong. But we have uh, made sure that we provide support to them. In every district, there will be an official who will be available to them, but also in every school, there's the officials who, who focus on, on helping them with whatever that they need. That's why uh, during exams, when learners have any need, we're able to attend to that need. Those that need special arrangement to write in hospitals and all of those places, we make sure that we provide that support to them. But for now, we believe that their teachers at school would be dead uh, and, and available even over the weekend to assist them to provide support in whatever area of, of, of their subjects that they are struggling with so that they are able to walk into an exam room and write the examination with confidence. Mm-hmm. So they, they, their schools are there. They are much closer to them. I wouldn't suggest that they call us mm-hmm. at DBE through our call center because this is not the type of service that should be available to the learners. I suggest that they approach a teacher at their school and the teachers will be available to help them. And we found that in most cases the teachers are always helpful because they too want to see a good result coming from their school. So it makes sense that they avail themselves. And just finally, uh, your fi- as the Department of Education, your message to learners out there? Well, we, 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 we are ready. Uh, the system is ready. We are hoping that they too are ready to write. Because it's one thing to have a system ready, uh, uh, status, but you also want the learners to say, yes, we are ready to face the examination. So 
we are saying we know that they can do it. Uh, we have provided them um, the uh, broadcast lessons that are available on our website. If they still need additional help, they can go to our website. They can go on the Facebook, which has created uh, teachers who are available to help them there as well. So there's no need to panic. Don't panic. Just make sure that you ask. Ask for help. That's very important. Make someone aware that you need help. And then we'll be able to, to assist you. Whether it's a parent, make sure that you tell someone. Because I believe that there's always someone, whether a neighbor or someone, that someone will know that will come to your rescue in whatever way that you you, 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 you need to assist it. So make sure that you, you speak out, express yourself if you're never safe or that the help can come through for you. There's no need to panic and there's no need to, to have sleepless nights. Make sure you manage your time wisely. Uh, stay out of trouble, stay indoors and focus on your on your studies. Of course, take breaks, relax, exercise, but keep safe and make sure that you 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 are able to, to finish the exam. It's a long month from the twenty third of October to the twenty ninth of November. It's almost a month. So make sure that you are that time you're in good shape.